and and also asking if there's any way I could provide value to her. Right. She said her son needed to find a new place. So, hey, do I need to put you in contact with an agent who can possibly help you find that new place? Uh, like, what can I do to, to kind of speed this process up or to just provide as much value as I can? This is game changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People. We are bringing on to this podcast a 20-year-old wholesaler that is right in the thick of things, getting a finance degree out of Texas Tech. He lives in Lubbock, Texas, and he's going to tell you how on the very first call that he made, he was able to put together a deal. But it's not just all smooth sailing. It wasn't just like he made a call and then all of a sudden, you know, 15 days later, 30 days later, he received a check. No, He had to go through a lot of different things and learned a lot of different lessons. So I'm going to let him tell the story, and I'm excited to bring on here Diego Cavazos. Diego, welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Welcome to the Rhino Tribe. How are you? What's going on, Brent? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. So are you currently in a dorm room right now? Right now, I'm actually, uh, no, I, I'm in San Antonio visiting family. Uh, I got out of my dorm room my freshman year, so I have kind of have my own place in Lubbock now. I love it. So let's talk about how you found uh, real estate investing. What was the first spark? You know what I mean? I mean, I think that we all naturally have an entrepreneurial spirit, but sometimes we have to figure out what direction we take with that. So why why real estate? Let's start there and then we'll we'll nail it down to why wholesaling. Yeah, 100%, bro. So yeah, you're right. I kind of had that entrepreneur spirit um, since I was little. Always had kind of big dreams, big aspirations, wanted to do big things. And so I've kind of had to figure out what's going to be that vehicle to get me there. I had a lawn business in middle school and high school. So I was making some pretty good money then. I remember I was getting into high school now. My friends are starting to get some real jobs, fast food, like supermarkets, things like that. So I was like, you know what? Let me try it out. I mean, I have my lawn business going, but let me get a, get a job at, at HEB. Um, which is a supermarket here in Texas. Yeah. Uh, and oh my gosh, that that opened my eyes. Right then and there, I was like, nah, this isn't this isn't for me. Right. I'm the type of person that likes to kind of be in control. And and also I was getting paid a little over ten dollars an hour, but I could go mow a yard and make sixty dollars in an hour or less. So I was like, money wise, mowing yards was perfect for me. And I just couldn't see myself in the future working a nine to five job having to like just go in like some people are good with it but it just doesn't it doesn't fit my personality yep so I immediately pretty much quit that job continued doing my lawn business in high school I read rich dad poor dad my dad gave me that book and he was like hey if you want to make some real money if you want to kind of change your mindset it starts with this book so read it and then come back to me and and let me know where you're at what your thoughts are and obviously robert kiyosaki's real estate um, yep. But more than that, it, he's talk, he talks about passive income, 
right? Not trading your time in for, for dollars, not trading your time for money and having that money come in when you're asleep. And that really, uh, that really stuck out to me. I was like, yeah, no, I want to create a business that is scalable, but it's also predictable, right? I can predict that money's coming in, whether I'm out there putting in the work or not, I have systems in place. And so after that book started researching on YouTube, searching, talking to friends and family, what is that I can do that that can make me passive income? And then I came across Amazon FBA and drop shipping, stuff like that. So I decided to, to try out uh, Amazon and try to look for a product to sell there. Learned a lot. I didn't realize that it was going to take a lot of upfront capital to actually uh, get profitable in that business. I remember I, I didn't necessarily lose money, but I broke even. But at that point, I didn't have money to continue to grow or to even get my product to get to that point where I have passive income. So I was like, OK, so that's out of the book. I learned a lot, but Amazon e-commerce, that stuff's not necessarily for me, especially at this point. And that was probably back in like 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, Robert Kiyosaki talks about real estate. So real estate may be the move. And my dad actually comes up to me. He's like, hey, have you checked out this podcast I came across? And it was the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. It was you. I think you were actually interviewing somebody who lives here in San Antonio. Um, which is where I'm originally from. And so we got all excited. Um, and the reason why my dad brought that to me is because he was in the mortgage business in 2008. And then obviously when when things started to change, the market crashed, um, he was making good money and then now he's not. Um, and so he actually got into wholesaling, um, mm. did a couple wholesale deals here and there with a, with a friend of his. Didn't really stick, just did it to, to make some money on the side. And now, um, now he's not necessarily in real estate. He's uh, he has his own home health uh, company, but he was familiar with wholesaling because it had been something that he did. So now it's like 2019, 2020, and I'm really interested because it doesn't seem like you need a whole lot of money to get started. It looks like you can make pretty big money as long as you stick to it and are consistent with it. But even then, bro, I didn't start taking action. I didn't really start taking action till this past December end of 2021. So about a year, a year and a half, I was just consuming content, learning, but honestly, it's just scared to pick up the phone. Sure. So, so I was just kind of pushing it off. And then, so that's kind of how I chose wholesaling. And my uncle, he's actually a, a real estate broker here in San Antonio. Um, he sponsors over 300 agents here in Texas, and he works a lot with investors and wholesalers. And so I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm necessarily ready to start picking picking up the phone, start dialing on my own time, but he's kind of in this world already. So let me kind of kind of um and he was willing to bring me on board and kind of show me the rope. So I used I use that to to network and to learn. Um what we do is we and I still work with him. I actually did get my uh my license back in in December, but before I got my license, I was mainly just doing administrative work, marketing type stuff. But what we do is we would list these wholesalers' properties on the MLS to help yep. to help sell them faster and help them make bigger uh, bigger assignment fees. And it just got to a point I was seeing I was seeing what uh, what our clients were making, what these wholesalers were making, and I was like, damn, this is really happening, and it's happening with the people that I'm talking to. And so I decided, you know what, it's time for me to to get serious and, and pick up the phone and start dialing for myself. I love it. You read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, what, 16, 17 years old? 
Does that yeah. sound about right? Right. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad when you like the year you were born, <laughs> essentially. Is wow. that incredible? No, but yeah. it, it just tells you that it's that powerful of a message of understanding the difference between employee, self-employed, mm. business owner, and investor. And if you really understand that when you start out in this business, like where you're at right now, Diego, you're self-employed. You're doing this yourself. You are you are the one that is carrying the water and swinging the hammer type of thing, not in these properties, but you know what I mean? You're putting in the hard work. You're the one making the calls, going the appointments and and locking up these deals that's where it starts and then what you do is you build into being a business owner that's when you start hiring all those people and then once you build that up to where it's scaled and where you're getting unbelievable passive income from being a business owner then you take that money and you become an investor and that is a model that is time tested that is something that's going to be universal and it's something that we really look at because you know you know you had like an allergic reaction to being an employee, right? Like you yeah. were not going to be an employee. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to serve the community myself. And that's where, that's the whole rhino tribe. That's the whole thing about going and just being focused on one thing about going and finding a distressed property owner, having a good quality conversation with them, pre-qualifying them and understanding, is this somebody that I can help out and then being of service to them? And we'll, we'll break down your deal in a second here, but uh, I think it's absolutely incredible that from 16 years old, you're getting these seeds planted into your head. And now at 20, you know, you're, you, you've gotten to the point where you've tested some things, right? You tested the lawn thing, you tested drop shipping. You've looked at probably some other businesses. And now as you've gotten your, your, your experience and your feet under you, in the real estate business, you're charging. You're like a real charging rhino uh, going after the goal of building a very successful business that sources the best discounted deals. And I'm telling you, if you stay focused, not you specifically, Diego, but everybody listening and watching this, if you focus on just that and don't get too distracted by all the other shiny objects, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. So I'm so excited. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like your dad has that entrepreneurial spirit? I know that he was doing the loan officer, which which essentially is like self-employed in a lot of ways. And then what is he doing now? Yeah, he, he's, got, uh, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, he has his own home health company. So he started yeah. that a few years back. How does that influence you? How does that impact you? Ooh, so much. I saw I saw the freedom that he had, right? It's hard. I saw the ups and downs of starting your own business, right? It's not just smooth sailing. A lot of people will think, oh, yeah, let me get into to starting my own business because of all the freedom. But you do have to work for the freedom. In the beginning, you got to get down and dirty with it. But but the fact that he didn't have to answer to anybody, that he was yep. providing value to his community, that just inspired me to do that for myself, right? And just the options that are open when you own your own business, really attracted to me. And then not only my dad, but my uncles, I have different family members who are entrepreneur minded and have their own businesses as well. So I kind of grew up with family who were on their own stuff. And, and it always attracted that that lifestyle kind of attracted was attracted to me. Do you feel like you're different than some of your peers in college? Do you feel like because of that background, because of that mind, you're not really going to college to necessarily get a job in corporate America, but you're going there just to round out uh, your experience and round out your education when it comes to understanding the numbers behind being a business person? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, just with the conversations that I have when when I meet new people that are my age and what's your degree? Why are you going to college? And I was like, well, this is my degree, but I'm not doing it because I want to be a a, a finance major or right. because I want to go get a, a job at a bank. I'm doing it for the knowledge that it provides. Right. Um, a lot of people are going just for the, that degree, that piece of paper, which is awesome because um, some jobs require you to have that. But for what I'm doing and for what I want to do, I don't need a piece of paper saying that, hey, I went through four years of college. No, I'm there for the knowledge. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, just talking with my peers and, and family and friends around me. Um, they they get a little freaked out. They're like, oh, dang, that's that's interesting because it's so like out of the normal. It's not normal for uh, people my age, really. Right. Exactly. And uh, I mean, listen, having that family support and and getting a traditional education, I think it's a beautiful blend. And you decide what you want to do as you're building your business. You decide if you want to continue to do it, if you want to go and see it all the way through or if you just want to, you know, some people. Their piece of paper that they hang on their wall is when they set up their LLC. You know what I mean? When they get their EIN number, they get their tax Mm -hmm. ID and can open up a business checking account. Like that's a big day for a lot of people. And anybody can do that. But it's it's once you set that up, what are you going to do to keep growing that business and making it something special? So let's get into the juicy details. I want to talk about this uh, this deal that you closed. Like I, you know, kind of threw out the hook in the beginning of the show. It was your first call. So yeah. from first call to getting it closed, I'm going to really pick this deal apart so that we can provide as much value to the audience as possible so that they can go and uh, duplicate what you've done and the efforts that you've uh, taken. So let's rock and roll. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, it was my my very first call. I remember it so distinctively because like I said in the beginning, I was watching uh, Wholesaling Inc. podcast, TTP, since 2020, right? But I didn't take the action because I was just so nervous to, to get on the on the phone and start making calls. And so in December, back in December, when I finally had the courage to just say, I'm going to do it. I was so nervous for how the turnout was going to be. Um, of course, I had people yelling at me, hanging up, not interested, not interested. But I did get this one phone call. It hit all of the, the four pillars. The condition was bad. Real quick. Do you know, do you know which list you targeted go ahead yeah it was the uh, the code violation i pulled a code violation list from the um from i guess the county records or whatever okay um skip traced them uploaded them to the dialer and just started calling so real um, quick just so that everybody has the resources you skip trace them through who how, uh, how do you get and what is skip tracing yeah so skip tracing is throwing in the address um for them to i guess give you the number back Mm-hmm. I use batch leads or, yep. or batch skip trace or whatever. Yep. And then I was using batch dialer at the time, um, yep. the three line dialer. So it was calling three, three numbers at once um, just to kind of be a little bit more efficient with it. What um, is a dialer for anybody that doesn't know what a dialer is? Yeah. Yeah. Dialer. So instead of using your phone to put in a number and dial one by one, it takes time. So a dialer kind of automatically dials, you throw in the numbers into the software and then I was using a three-line dialer. So that means it's calling three numbers at a time. And it feeds yep. me whoever answers first. Awesome. Um, just to be more efficient. So I did that, uploaded it to the dialer. Uh, was going through all these people who were not interested. Super nervous while doing it. And then had the script right in front of me. And then finally, someone, someone was like, actually, I am interested. I am interested. I'm like, okay, awesome. Kind of go through the script and then start asking her about the condition. 
very, very small house sitting on a pretty huge lot. I think it was only about like 435 square feet, something around there. Um, so very, very small um, and trashed. It's super beat up, uh, trash all over the yard as well. Her son was living in the property though. And so she she lives in New Mexico and was ready to, to get rid of it. But the only thing holding her up is that her son was still looking for a, a place to move into. Sure. Because he was still living in there. Um, and I don't know how he was living in it because it was that that ugly and that beat up. But finally, they found him a, a new place to live. And so she didn't want to deal with the headache after. I mean, she wasn't going to fix it up herself after her son left. Uh, she lives in New Mexico. She's an older lady as well. So she didn't want to pay the taxes on it. So she was ready to to go as her timeline was, hey, as soon as my son finds a new house, moves into that house, I'm ready to sell it. And so, yeah, then I talked to her the first day. And then I'm after that, I'm just following up with her. Just, hey, how's it going? And and also asking if there's any way I could provide value to her, right? She said her son needed to find a new place. So, hey, do I need to put you in contact with an agent who can possibly help you find that new place? Uh, like, what can I do to, to kind of speed this process up or to just provide as much value as I can, all right? Sure. They were already working with an agent. So I was like, okay, no worries. And then at that point, it was just building relationship and building rapport. And I was doing that. I was following up with her every week and every two weeks. And then and then honestly, I kind of started to mess up because I wasn't following up as often as I should have. And why so, not? Why why weren't you following up as often as you should? So, so it, it had been like two, three months now. And she was um, she was just saying the same stuff over and over. And I just got lazy. I was focusing on new leads yep. and, and bringing new leads in. And so she just kind of got lost a little bit came across her or like her, yeah, I guess her file again and was like, oh shoot, I haven't talked to her in a while. I need to touch base with her, called her up. And she said, oh, Diego, um, I'm so sorry. I actually already listed it with a real estate agent. And I was like, yeah, I was like, no, but I was like, okay, we can, we can see if we can make something happen with it. And so I was like, okay, no worries. Put me in contact with your real estate agent and I'll talk with her about it. And, and see if we can make something happen. Talk to her. The property was way overpriced on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw that and I was like, okay, okay. She's not being realistic with the pricing. And it was when I first talked to her, she had gave me a price at around thirteen or fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. When I first talked to her in December, when I talked to the agent, it was listed for fifty thousand. So and and it was a small house, completely trashed. So I was like, okay, no. Talk to her. No offers on the table, really motivated to sell. And so I was like, okay, well, I mean, she's not necessarily, or this price, 50,000 isn't realistic. What's the, what's the best that we can do? Can we make something happen here? And so she went back, she talked to, uh, to, to the seller and I talked to, to my buddy, Jared, uh, who's also uh, in the TTP group and shout out to him because he really helped me kind of, kind of lock this deal in. I had him, he's licensed as well. So I had him represent me kind of handle some of the negotiations. He wasn't acting like a like a normal real estate agent would just because he wanted me to learn as well. Um, so he was keeping me in the loop and and actually having me handle some stuff, uh, which I appreciate because because I know this information now and it's something that I'm gonna have to learn. But long story short, locked it up for uh 13, 13,250, 13,000. Hold on, don't tell me yet. So um, this property, was it still listed when you locked it up? Yeah. Still okay. listed. 
So it was on the market for how much when you locked it up? It was, was it still on the 50? market. It was on the market for 50. I think actually right when I sent uh, the contract for her to sign, she did a price drop to 30,000. Okay. Got it. Beautiful. So, and this is really important. The reason I want to bring that up for everybody is if a property is on the market, every buyer on planet earth gets the opportunity to put in an offer on that property, right? Everybody can see it. It's on every single website. It's on realtor.com, Zillow, Redfin, Trulia. It's on the MLS. It's getting sent out to every single buyer that's being represented by a real estate agent looking in that area. If every single buyer, and that's including all the investors, if all the buyers are saying, are, are, are saying it's too much, I can't give you that price, that means that you have to get those properties significantly lower. And I'm telling you, in this market, we're talking, and Diego did a beautiful job. This is a beautiful example because people sometimes don't believe me when I say this, but you got to go in with these real rough properties at like 30%, 30 to 50%, depending on where it's at and, and the price point. But you went in essentially at like 30%. Yeah, fifty. I mean, you went in at what'd you get it locked up at? Uh, thirteen thousand two. Thirteen thousand listed at fifty. Thirty percent. I mean, yeah. I mean, less than thirty percent. It's absolute facts. So, yeah. uh, incredible job there. You got it for uh, thirteen thousand. Then, then what happened? Then, um, so I get it. I get it under contract, and I send it out to my buyers, right? And and honestly, it was so hard because I've I've been in San Antonio over the summer visiting family and stuff like that. So I, I haven't even been in Lubbock at this point. And so I send it out to my buyers and I'm getting some offers. I'm, I'm getting some good feedback. And, and that's why um, Jerry was a tremendous help as well, because he was able to, to meet the buyers at the property and kind of open it up for them. So that's kind of the power of networking, because if it wasn't for him, I would have kind of been screwed. I, I, would, I had to find a way, right? And so he kind of kind of held, uh, I guess, like the open houses or whatever to bring people in. Um, I was getting decent offers. I was getting offers for 18,000. 25,000 was the highest offer. 21,000 all, all over the place. And so I was happy. They go out to see the property. They come back and they pull their offers. So then um, they pull their what offers. The, what, no, real quick. What's going through your head when you're like, Oh, I got this sold. We got it's at yeah. twenty five thousand, and then they go out there and they're like, "Ah, Diego, there's no chance." Like, what's yeah, going through exactly. your head? No, so I'm happy. I'm happy, right? Twenty five thousand. Oh, this is going to be a score, and then it puts it, and I'm like, "Oh, am I even going to be able to sell it? Is anybody going to want this property?" Yep. Um, and then so I started to get really, really discouraged, and that's just the beginning of it because then I have more people go out to see the property, and then I start getting some more offers, but they're all under what I have it contracted for. So 8,000, 10,000, 7,000. And I'm just not getting an offer that's over 13,250. And at this point, I'm like, if I sell it for 14,000, I'm going to be happy because I make some money, right? Like it's not just a, a waste of time. So now I'm, I'm desperate. I'm texting buyers. I'm like, I remember texting this one buyer. I'm like, Hey bro, he offered me 12, uh, 12,500. I'm like, oh, you're so close. So I'm like, I'm super desperate. And I know I probably shouldn't have done this, but I'm like, all right, bro, just to be straight up with you, this is what I have it on contract at. Is there yeah. any way you can make something work? Even like just something, anything. And this point, I'm starting to get a little scared because closing supposed to be in a week. 
Yeah, so you now, inherit the anxiety of the seller once you yeah. lock that up and you put it out there and everybody keeps telling you, no, 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 no. So, but you yeah. kept pushing through. Yeah, and I was scared because I had, um, because I was pretty much out of my option period. So I was going to lose my earnest money. It wasn't too bad. It was just a few hundred bucks. But um, now closing supposed to be in seven days. I haven't found a buyer. This dude who's like, a couple couple hundred dollars short of what I have it under contract for is not responding to me. I'm scared. What's gonna happen? I'm gonna just have to tell the seller, that, "Hey, I'm sorry, and lose my earnest money and my option money." But it's crazy how things work. I was starting to. I mean, I was doing everything I could. I posted on Facebook. I was calling all my buyers. I created a Facebook market uh, marketplace post. Posted it on Craigslist, and still nothing. And out of nowhere, this dude uh, reaches out to me. He's like, hey, bro, is this still available? Can I go by and see it? And I'm like, yes, we can go. Like, hey, let, let me text Jared. I'll put you in contact. Go check it out and then come back to me. Goes out to see it. Jared calls me and he's like, hey, these guys are really serious. They're not newbies. They know how to negotiate. So they're probably going to hit you at around 17000 um, but they're probably going to uh, they're going to negotiate. They have properties pretty much all over Lubbock. Um, so just be prepared, stand your ground, know that you have what they want and, and don't give in too easy, but they seem pretty serious. So I'm like, okay, awesome. I was just about to, just about to reach out to them. And, and the buyer calls me like, as I'm typing the text and he's like, he's like, Hey Diego. So what's the deal? We're looking to offer you about 20,000 for the property and we'll pay cash. And I, and I'm sitting there like with a big smile on my head, like, Oh, I'm like, okay, awesome. No worries. And then I just tell him, I was like, Hey, look, this is, this is the deal right now. We have a few offers on the property. We're going to be going with the highest and best offer. We're looking for 5k earnest money, non-refundable earnest money deposit and close within the next seven days. Um, so if that's something that you guys can do, then, then we can make something happen. I need to talk to my partner real quick, but, but we can see. So where are y'all at? And he was like, yeah, 20,000 cash, 5k non-refundable closing seven days and, and we got a deal. So then I hang up, wait like five minutes and call him back. I'm like, all right, let's make something happen. So I send him over the agreement and, and get it assigned for 20,000. And how much did you make on it? Uh, 6,750 on that one. Come on. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I am telling you. That first one, right? That first one is so key. That's when you cross the bridge from faith that you can do it, faith that uh, that this is the right business, mm -hmm. faith that uh, that you ran your numbers right, faith that you're getting the right instruction from mentors or from people that you've squatted up with in your network, mm -hmm. faith that you're you've pushed, you've done everything that you can to get it done. And when that closes and that money gets wired into your account or you get uh, a check in your hands changes you forever because oh, yeah. now it's not faith anymore it's fact mm -hmm. and faith is fantastic in business but fact is better and i'm telling you 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 crossed that bridge and i'm so incredibly happy for you i mean there was ups there was downs there's a lot of emotions that go in and what we don't realize and it took me a long time diego it took me a long time as a young business owner to understand that the biggest expense that we have as entrepreneurs are our emotions 
right? Because they will keep us. It's either fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. When when we feel like, oh, we're up. Oh, oh, I got this sold. It's gonna be twenty five. Oh no, yeah. no, no, they don't want it. Oh, I I can make two hundred dollars on this. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, I can make something, and then all of a sudden. You get somebody to come in, you get $20,000, you get over $6,000 on your first deal, and it's real, and then you're off and running, and then you learn next time, right? Diego, you learn next time. Don't get too excited. Slow it down. Just keep doing what I'm doing. Keep pushing forward. Keep being proactive. Keep making sure that there's a lot of action in my business. Don't let this completely stop me from going yeah. out and finding new opportunities, from finding new buyers, from reaching out to everybody else. And that's how you grow a business. And that's how you become stronger as an entrepreneur. And it took me a long time to figure that out. And, and you're getting it at 20 years old. So I'm so happy for you. And it's wonderful knowing that your dad turned you on to this podcast and now you're on this podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. Like there's so much, uh, there's so much joy I feel for that. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. So uh, congratulate. So what's the big goal? Do you want to build a, a wholesaling business? Uh, do you want to own a bunch of properties? Do you want to start syndications and, and get part ownership and all of the, you know, a multi-million dollar, hundred million dollar properties? Do you want to flip properties? Do you want to develop? Do you want to be the bank? What do you, cause this is just the start. You know, yeah. wholesaling is the gateway drug to, to the real big, exciting things in, in our space, in our industry. And uh, I truly believe if you take the first 12 months and figure out the process of sourcing deals, all of those other goals that you have come a lot quicker and a lot more profitable. So five years, 10 years down the line, what do you see? What's the big, exciting, fantastic goal that you have? Yeah, so... Obviously, yeah, like you said, wholesaling to build up capital because it's it's a quick way to do that. But the big goal, I want to get into a commercial multifamily real estate. I want to own apartments um, and hopefully one day have like a property management company to manage all my apartments. But I'm excited because I know uh, wholesaling and real estate in general is going to be a great vehicle to that financial freedom. And it all goes all goes back to the uh, to the passive income side of things. Right. Yeah. I want to own these apartments for that passive income. And so I know that uh, the best way to do it is is through real estate. So I'm excited and, and yeah, like you were saying, it was hard. Um, I remember being it took me seven months to get my first deal. Sure. Um, and that third, that fourth month, the fifth month, I'm sitting there and I'm like, damn, is it is this gonna play out right? Is it gonna work? I, I mean, I'm not seeing anything really happen, but things are happening in the background, and it's just a matter of timing. And I yep. kept going. I think the biggest, like the biggest component to me keeping, uh, like to keep going, um, was the the accountability and the group of, of people I had around me um, yep. who were succeeding and who were kind of doing the same thing that I were and still fighting for their first deal. Um, or going on their 30th deal or whatever. It was just that community of people to say, hey, keep going. And also the fact that I'm 20 years old, I was like, if it takes me a year, two years to get my first deal, I'm still young as hell. I'm, I'm only, I'll only be 22 if it took me two years. Yep. And, so I have, and, and I would have learned so much. So, it, so I'm, I'm super excited, super pumped for the future. I love it. Well, how can people reach out to you? How can they find you? How can they connect if they want to do deals with you? If they just want to say congratulations, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm on Instagram, uh, Diego Cavazos 29. So my first and last name, 29. Um, or on Facebook, uh, which is just Diego Cavazos. Um, DM me, shoot me a text or, or a messenger. And yeah, I'd love to connect. Send me deals. 
Um, also, if you're kind of interested in listing your properties, your wholesale properties on the MLS, I can hook you up there as well. We're, um, we're helping wholesalers crush it. Even, even in a market like this, we're, we're helping sell these deals a lot faster um, and, and helping wholesalers make a lot more as well. That is outstanding, guys. If you and, and what markets? Um, all over Texas. Um, all over I'm, Texas. In, I'm in Lubbock, but as far as listing your properties, we have memberships to the MLS all over Texas. So anywhere Fantastic. in Texas. Fantastic. Guys, if you're having trouble selling your deals in Texas, definitely reach out to Diego. He is just a DM away. His um, his Instagram will be in the show notes and uh, make sure that you reach out to him. So Diego, congratulations on closing that first deal. You are, uh, I mean, the momentum behind you. I know that we didn't get into where your business is now, but I know you've got an incredible pipeline of leads and a ton of opportunities going. And so you just, the momentum is building. The train is going down the track. So uh, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, great. Uh, a couple things that um, housekeeping here. Uh, first, uh, shout out to Jared Frankham. Uh, Jared Frankham is an absolutely unbelievable rhino in the rhino tribe. He does our mindset call every Monday. It's absolutely bananas, and he does a great job, and his business is going crazy. He's, he's doing some big things. He mentioned a script. If you're looking for a script on what to say to property owners, go to ttpinsider.com. That's ttpinsider.com. You can get a ton of free resources there to check out and downloads that you can get. Uh, he also mentioned, uh, Diego mentioned, batchleads.io. That's where you go. You could pull code violation lists. You could pull tired landlords, uh, pre-foreclosures, foreclosures. foreclosures. Um, you could pull every list you can imagine at batchleads.io. Make sure that you use the coupon co code TTP and they hook you up with free lists. It's absolutely incredible. We use it in our business as, as well. And remember this. I want to kind of sign off with this. Um, don't let learning lead to knowledge. Let learning lead to action. I, I have it written down here, and that's by Jim Rohn. And I think that that's absolutely the heart and core of the Rhino tribe. Uh, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about going forward and really pushing hard with the singular focus of, of, of helping people that have uh, distress in the real estate market. And uh, it's wildly rewarding when you do. So uh, if you're interested in joining the Rhino tribe, go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP, wholesalinginc.com com forward slash ttp check out what it's all about if it makes sense in your uh, stomach sign up for a call we'd love to work with you personally even if it's just for a consultation to see if this is the right business for you let's get on the phone we've got incredible people in the rhino tribe we'd love you to be a part of it and that's it uh, i will sign off as i always do encouraging you always to go out there and talk to people till next time love you guys that's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.